Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Nadia Essex. I'm best known for giving out dating advice to celebrities. And when it comes to dating relationships, I know my stuff. However, life has thrown me the ultimate curveball. I'm pregnant and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Now, instead of dishing out the advice, darlings, I need your help. So whether you're a mum-to-be like me or already super mum of the year, we are all in this together. Welcome to the Clueless Mum podcast. Welcome, my darlings. I wanted to give you a little bonus special Clueless Mum update. We are here. We are still prego. It must feel like forever because it does to me. I'm currently in pregnancy talk 38 plus 5. In normal person talk, I'm about a week away from my due date. So, excuse me, there's lots of hiccups and lots of like trouble breathing. But I just wanted to give you a quick update because actually... Finally, I feel like I've got this pregnancy malarkey down. I feel pretty bloody good. And if you've listened to the rest of the podcast, you'll know I (laughs) have not been feeling good. But I would say probably the eighth and ninth month, I'm feeling okay. Now, don't get me wrong, it's me. Obviously, I have... Still got carpal tunnel in both of my wrists. I still have ridiculous amounts of indigestion that keeps me up at night. I still have sciatica in my back and I have major water retention. But you kind of get used to it. And actually, I had a lot more energy, thank God. And I've been cooking on gas. So I've actually enjoyed probably the last two months of my pregnancy more than the rest of my pregnancy put together which I have to be extremely grateful for because I never thought it would happen. I thought I would rue the day that I got pregnant and then the rest of the pregnancy would be crap. But no, I kind of got into my groove, which is a good and a bad thing. It's good because obviously I feel great. It's bad because it means I'm close to the next step, pushing a baby out of my vagina. This this is now real. (laughs) I mean, it's always been real, but it's now, you know, a week away. Any, like any day now, any minute of any day, my contractions could start. That's pretty scary. And the thought that I have to push the baby, the pain is scary. And so it's becoming more and more at the forefront of my mind. I think I've been pretty chilled about the pregnancy and you'll probably laugh at me saying that, being like, you have not been chilled at all. But I've been chilled in terms of like trying to take it in my stride. I've tried not to be too neurotic about stuff. I've tried to be chilled out about the things that I buy and what I need. And I've, yes, I ask lots of advice, but overall, you know, I'm a week away from my due date and I still haven't officially finished packing my hospital bag. 
eek. I don't know, people are going to go mad. I get messages every single day on Instagram being like, pack your bag. It's so cute how everyone's so invested. (laughs) I get told off every day. But I think it's because I'm just really nervous and about that step. And, you know, I've read all the books. I feel confident. And the step after the birth, I feel confident about, you know. But I'm not going to lie, the birth, I'm shitting it. Uh, Yeah, it's going to really hurt. And I hope it's safe. So at the moment, I'm measuring big or carrying big. So they predict that I'm going to, at 40 weeks, give birth to an eight pounds seven baby. Apparently he's got a big head and a big tummy, which is not what you want in terms of birth because the head is, oh, it just makes me feel sore just thinking about it. But, you know, there's a lot of people that have given birth naturally to a lot larger babies. But you have to remember, darlings, I'm only four foot 11. Like everything about me is like teeny tiny, including my insides, like my hips and all my bits and bobs. I'm I'm a smallie. That's that's what I am. So it's very scary to think that you know the size of an eight pound, eight and a half pound baby is pretty major, and that I've got to somehow get that out. So I'm a lot more open. I was very much on my birth plan. You know, I want a natural birth. I want water birth. I you know gas and air. And I'm going to, my body's designed for this. And, you know, for thousands of years, women have been doing this and it's divine and wonderful. And my body knows exactly what to do. And it's going to be the most amazing moment of my life. Nah, screw that. I really feel like I want an epidural. (laughs) I'm kind of, I really have got to the stage where I'm like, with all the will in the world, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it without the drugs. I just don't, and and not being crass, but sometimes, you know, there has been times when, you know, I can't even cope with a big size willy. So there's just no way that I'm going to be able to push a baby out without drugs because, yeah, it just doesn't seem to, I can't visualise it. So who knows? We'll see. (laughs) Watch this space. So I'm not afraid to say I'm petrified about the actual birthing experience, However, I am extremely excited about what comes next. And maybe I'm being naive or maybe I'm going to get the shock of my life. But when he's here, that's the part I'm really excited about. Getting my teeth into this human being, being able to nurture him and help him grow and become this wonderful brilliant, non-misogynistic, non-sexist, wonderful male member of society because we need more good men. And I feel so passionate that like my child is going to be one of those good men. And that I'm so excited. And obviously I know that's like years to come. I'm also very excited about like him just seeing him and meeting him and and what he's going to look like. You know, I never did have my 4D scan. So I don't know what he's going to look like. And in my very, very last scan, I had a scan at 36 weeks because I was measuring big. 
she his head was down and so and she kind of rushed me in and rushed me out because it was just a measurement scan so I didn't get any pictures and I didn't actually get to see him and I was actually quite upset because I was really looking forward to seeing him but I didn't so I haven't seen him now for well you know seen him in an ultrasound for a month so I don't know what he's going to look like and I'm just excited for him to like come and be in the world and I'm excited to be his mum and I really think I really think I'm going to hopefully do a good job and I really feel blessed that like he has chosen me. This may sound airy fairy and hippy dippy and everyone's like oh rolling their eyes. I genuinely do believe that you know up in heaven when a baby is conceived they choose you and they choose you and this like their life path and that soul comes into your body because of their choice and you know he chose me so I just hope that I can do him justice and do him proud and be a wonderful mummy and raise a wonderful human being like you can hear in my voice that's the part I'm really excited about so hopefully that'll be fine and we'll have a good old time (laughs) If you're loving this podcast, then you will love The Real Brunch. Would you rather be smart or pretty? Pretty. 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 (laughs) No, 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 no. Smart. No, I can't be lying. I want to be pretty. (laughs) Join us as we chat about our disastrous dating lives. About a month ago, I was trying to flirt with someone on the tube. My lips were dry. I put on some Blistex, started to flirt. Suddenly, I noticed my lips are sticky and don't taste of cherry. Turns out... It was Callistan Jones <laughs> instead of Blistex. <laughs> With amazing special guests such as Gok Wan. So you could say anything, just put my name before it, you know what you're going to get. So yeah. It could be like Gok's Fill Your House of Free, Gok's Closed Roadshow, I mean, Gok whips a bear. I mean, it could be. <laughs> Dina Asher Smith. I love going to an all girls school because we, yeah, we never had the pressure. I got to uni, I was like, why are people wearing like, like eyeliner to class? Like, aren't we here to look? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like, oh, okay. Okay, I will. Okay, I'll make a bit more of an effort. Then two weeks later, I was like, can't be bothered. And of course, Nadia Essex. A much more emotionally mature men are coming out. You understand women and understand that we like to have sex and don't hold it against us. But there's still a majority of men that think in sort of caveman days. So you have to let them lead. See the effort that he puts into wooing you. Because trust me, men are very simple creatures. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search The Real Brunch. Seeing as this is a bonus episode, then I wanted to give you a little bit of bonus goods. So, producer Martin is here, <laughs> and uh, I thought it would be quite fun if he, because he's gagging at the bit, do like a quick fire round asking me questions about my pregnancy. Because I've, you know, I've, I talk about it a lot, but actually, who knows what you want to know? So, Come and then, producer Martin, talk to me. Okay, so the first question isn't actually a question from me. Um, a girlfriend of mine just got pregnant and she really wanted to know about your vagina. <laughs> she wants to know, does your vagina change during pregnancy? <laughs> Starting on a, on a high note there. Thank you. Um, does it change? Well, we've got to get to the nitty gritty straight away. God. Um, so I haven't actually been able to see my vagina for about four or five months um it definitely does get a little puffy 
it does get sort of swollen and it does it can be tender and there is a hell of a lot of discharge um constantly all very very normal the only times anyone should ever worry is if the discharge is um becomes a certain type of smell and then and you'll know trust me um but it's it gets very leaky down there um gets a bit swollen and like i said i haven't seen i haven't actually seen it uh in months so i assume it's all good great all right i've got a question because there has been lots of rumors about this have you been dating during your pregnancy I have been dating during my pregnancy. Um, nothing to write home about or nothing major. But you know what? Like, I don't know. And this, rightly or wrongly, I still feel very much me. I still feel very passionate about the fact that I'm a woman and that I'm a single woman and I enjoy the company of men. Um, and I've and I've enjoyed dating. I've actually I've never been bigger in terms of my size, but I've also never felt better about the way that I look. So I have a newfound confidence in my body. And yeah, I, I, it's weird. I know off on first blush, people think it's so weird that pregnant women date because we're so not used to talking about it. No one talks about it at all. And when I have talked about it, I've had a lot of criticism. For some reason, people think that <laughs> pregnant women can't be a good mother to be if they are, you know, if their minds are elsewhere, i.e. dating. And it's like, hun, we multitask, we, we invented multitasking. Like women can do it all. We can do everything. So I didn't want to lose my identity as a strong, independent, single woman and become this kind of incubator for this child and then Nadia ceases to exist and now it's all about my unborn baby no like we're good like I'm here I'm fabulous and if somebody wants to take me on a date I'm gonna say yes but you have to be very careful though when you're dating when you're pregnant because apparently well there's this whole fetish around it so there is actually a real kink that people like date people that are pregnant because they it turns them on they're quite kinky so you know just just keep your wits about you when you're dating at all times but especially when you're pregnant i mean always wits about you always okay this was one i found on your instagram but it's a little bit negative so i also want to make it a bit positive so the lady wanted to know what is the worst part about being pregnant but i would also like to add what is the best part oh okay the worst part about being pregnant is, oh gosh, I'm not in, I don't want to be negative, but there is a lot. I'm not going to lie. Um, the, 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 you feel like I, I, not you, I felt like dog turd for most of my pregnancy. Um, I felt emotionally up all over the place up and down roller coaster my 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 body has been in the most amount of pain i've never had pain in my back or in my boobs fatigued i've never felt tiredness like it and and it's also the unknown you know we should be teaching this stuff in schools i'm 38 years old and i literally am the most clueless person like if you go back to episode one 
I, you can hear in my voice, I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm talking about and I know nothing. And it's like, you know, I've been around the block. I'm a woman of the world and absolutely no clue. And so the not knowing, I remember when I first found out I got pregnant, the, that very first week that I found out, I spent 50 hours Googling just everything I possibly could think of because I was so scared. And I just think there should be more support for women that, you know, it's going to be okay and it's fine. And yeah, we should learn about it in schools. So there's a lot to not to be negative, but there's a lot I really haven't liked. The best thing about being pregnant. Is it hanging out with me? I mean, of course, like (laughs) this podcast has been everything. Um, But I think it's, do you know what? I think it's probably the special treatment that you get. And I mean that in terms of, I now use a mum and baby parking space because I physically cannot get out of the car. Like You can't suck in your bump. So I have to park in a mum and baby because I can't physically open the doors and get out of the car in a normal car parking space. And apparently that's okay to do that. I can use a disabled toilet on the same level so I don't have to go up and down the stairs to go to the toilet. And I get a a seat on the tube if I go on public transport. And if there isn't a seat, I go over to a... I go over to the priority seat and I make that person get up and I say, can we please, can I please sit down? And I know a lot of people get worried about doing that on public transport, but those seats literally say on it, please give up for a person that's pregnant. So I walk over to them and get it. So I just think it's the little things like that, that you kind of, when I'm not pregnant, I'm going to be a bit like, no. Oh. <laughs> that's such a great answer. <laughs> Priority seat on the train. Okay, I want to know this. Do you have a name yet? Is it Martin? Um, yes, I think I have a name. No, it's not Martin. I'm sorry to disappoint. Um, I have two names. One is definitely the top runner. And one is the one that I like call him when I'm speaking to him um, day to day. Uh, but... I I really, 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 two things. One, everyone's so critical about names, and so I will not be revealing it until after he's born Um, because I cannot have anyone put me off this baby's name because it's taken me so many months to try and find one that I actually like. My girl's name I had down. I have the best girl's name, and no, I'm not going to tell you, but my girl's name I loved, and the boy's name has been so difficult. Um... But I wanted it to mean something as well. That's the other thing. You know, there's been a lot happening in the last couple of years in my life. And so I really wanted to find a name that actually means means something and and is part of, you know, the Essex legacy. Hmm. Well, that's gorgeous that you're talking about the last few years. Um, I did want to ask you, how has your mental health been? So speaking sort of on that level, how has your mental health been throughout the pregnancy and sort of where are you at now? Mental health has been up and down. Um, I am extremely grateful that I was assigned a perinatal mental health team at the beginning of my pregnancy because obviously I was suffering from depression and I was actually on antidepressants when I found out that I was pregnant. And I came off my antidepressants with my doctor supervision very, very quickly and it was fine. And my perinatal team have, I've seen a therapist, I think I see her on average every two weeks throughout the whole of my pregnancy. And she is available for the next year after the baby's born. 
And then I have a, a team that come to my house as well, or a woman that comes to my house. If it wasn't for them, I would not be where I am now. The, you know, that I respond really well to talk therapy. And she, my therapist is just phenomenal. And knowing literally pretty much 24-7, I can text her if I need her. Um, and that they're at the other end of the phone. And just knowing that somebody's there helps me keep a level head. Um, I am an emotional mess. I had my last midwife appointment today and cried um, for no reason, just because it was my last midwife appointment. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a baby. She was like, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what we've been talking about the last few months, hon. And I'm like, I know, but I just don't. I'm not ready. But I am. I'm fine. Um, so it's been up and down, but I think the one piece of advice I can give to anybody struggling with mental health, whether you're pregnant or not, let yourself feel your feelings. Yesterday was a very tough day for me and I really didn't, I don't think I left the house hardly at all actually. And I didn't want to speak to anyone. I didn't want to deal with anyone. And so I just had a day at home in my pajamas watching Netflix and I didn't beat myself up about it. I was like, this is what I need. And I let myself feel like crap. And I let myself feel a little bit down. And because I let myself feel my feelings, today I woke up and I felt better because I'm not suppressing anything. And I think if you can just be... It, it takes so much courage because when you're in your feelings... What you're, I was certainly scared of is that if you let yourself feel, then you never come back. And it can you can go really far deep and you can't bring yourself back from the edge. And I think that's something always to be mindful of, which is why therapy helps, because you can really let yourself feel in those therapy sessions and know that somebody's there to pull you back from the edge. But just, you know, be kind to yourself. I was, I beat, we beat ourselves up so much. And... I'm now, I mean, I'm a walking cliche. Literally, I've got a big baby bump. I'm burping, I'm hiccuping, I'm waddling. Um, there's all sorts of stuff happening. Um, and I've lost my train of thought. That's another thing. I've just completely lost my train of thought. Oh, and I just burst out in tears for no reason. So, And, and I've got baby brain. I lose, I feel, literally feel like I'm losing brain cells. So just embrace it. But if you are struggling, speak to your GP. If you're pregnant, you have a whole perinatal mental health team there to help you. I promise you, they are amazing. They are there for you. Use the resources because if you're not pregnant, I think you get six free sessions of counselling on the NHS and that's it. So if you are pregnant, do not wait. Speak to your GP, get your referral, get your perinatal team behind you and go and smash life because we, we can't do it by ourselves. I can't do it by myself. No one can, so... Get your team behind you, darlings. And last question. This one, you kind of answered before at the end of the last series, but I think now that we're right before sort of the big moment, what advice would you give someone who is just finding out that she's pregnant and maybe she's a bit scared or maybe she's a single mom or maybe it's just brand new information? What advice would you give to someone that's just found out they're pregnant? This is a toughie because each pregnancy and each woman is different. 
first of all, go back and listen to the series one of my podcast because trust me, it will make you feel better. Secondly, whatever decision that you make, and I mean in terms of whether you terminate, whether you go through with the pregnancy, whether you, you know, stay with the baby's father, whether you don't, whether you have a volatile relationship with your parents, whether you don't. The most important things you have to remember is that it's your body and it's your choice. Now, that's going to be really controversial and I'm going to have lots of backlash about this, but I fundamentally believe this with every part of my soul. Other people's opinions should and can be considered. But by God, if you think that you want to keep your baby and the baby father or your father or your family member or your friends are pressuring you to terminate, do not do it. It's your body. It's your choice. If you think the other way around, you want to terminate and everyone's putting pressure on you to keep the baby, they'll help you, they'll support you. Screw them. It's not their body. It's not their life. And everyone goes, oh, we'll help support you. And then guess what? When you phone them to ask for help, nobody's around. It's your body. It's your choice. So please, when you think about what you want to do for the future, think about you, your body and your baby first and foremost. Then once you've done that, remember, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. When I found out I was pregnant, I had no job, I had no money. I was living in my friend's walk-in wardrobe. I was absolutely up shit creek with no prospects. The whole country thought I was an evil troll. Everyone hated me. I had family abandon me, friends abandon me. I was in dire straits. I was not in any position (laughs) to even think about bringing a child into this world. But I knew in my gut, and I thought about it long and hard, I thought about a termination because I knew that these were not the ideal circumstances to bring a child into this world. But in my gut, I knew that I wanted children. I knew I was 37 at the time, and I was like, this is a gift, and I want... I knew I wanted to keep him. I didn't know it was a he at the time, but I knew I wanted to keep him. And in less than six months, I have a job. I have a fairly stable income, she says, touch wood. I have a flat of my own. I'm sitting here recording a wonderful podcast, speaking to you wonderful people, looking around my living room with a crib that's about to sleep my baby in. And you know, all my, a pram that's going to help me take him to the shops and everything's coming together and everything's falling into place. And without the motivation of this baby and getting my shit together and getting my life in order, it may not have happened. I may still be living in the wardrobe. I may, I may still be, you know, not in a good place. So my point is, is that just because when you find out you're pregnant, your circumstances aren't great, doesn't mean you can't make them great. I have done. And if I, like I said, if I can do it, darlings, believe me, you can too. I have faith. Like I said in the beginning, we are all in this together. So never, ever, ever feel like you're alone. That was amazing. Um, I'm going to go now and just let you wrap up this gorgeous episode. But I wanted to tell you that you are amazing. Nadia, and that I have watched you 
I've known you for what, like about a year, maybe a bit longer now. And I have seen the huge changes in your life. And when I first met you, it was around the time when you were having a really difficult period. And to see where you are now is absolutely amazing. And yeah, I think that's gorgeous advice for all your listeners to know that even when things are really tough, if you just persist and just try and be as positive as you can, and also reach out for help. Like that's so important. Um, If you do that, then really great things can happen. And yeah, I just want to say you're amazing. And it's been so much fun going through this pregnancy with you because I get to leave and you, you have to stay here and deal with it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to go and you can wrap up your episode. But it was gorgeous to be on The Clueless Mom. Well, that was very kind of you. Producer Martin, thank you. Thank you for listening to my shite for the last however many episodes. I mean, literally... You you sit here like a wonderful silent creature, you know, listening away to me, waffling on. Um, but it's very true. You have seen it. You've seen it. You've seen me from, you know, a very low point in my life, and now here here we are today, and we're laughing about it, and we can we can laugh about it, and we've learned so much, and we've both grown, and you know, I'm glad that I have people like you in my life. So thank you very much. So, my darlings, that is that. We will be back for series two of The Clueless Mum when I've had the baby. Oh, God. It's so freaky to me to think that the next time that I speak to you guys, I will be with child. Probably in my arms. Maybe. Hopefully on the breast. That's what I would like. I'd like to be able to come back to you on series two and be like birth was a breeze he flopped out it was fabulous he's sitting on the breast now nicely he's eating well he's sleeping well i've got a dream of a baby i realize none of that's gonna happen because well i mean what have we got to talk about if it's all that easy but the truth is the next time we catch up i will have a baby holy crap balls wish me luck And for all of you darlings that have been listening, whether you're pregnant or not, I just want to say thank you. You have made this Clueless Mum journey so much more bearable, so much more informative. And I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I couldn't have got through this pregnancy without you. So to every single person, thank you. Thank you. I love you all. And I'll see you on the other side. Darlings, thank you for listening to the Clueless Mum podcast. Please let me know what you think by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast Store and please subscribe because each week I'm getting closer to my due date and I'm scared. I need your support.